Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. What is up, Bigger Nation? Today is Thursday, December 8th. And, uh, boys, a lot has happened since the last time we were all together. Um, I don't even know where to start, but uh, it's good to see you. We're... Pete, I'm not sick anymore. Are you sick? I feel good. Little little cough, but... Yeah, I got a little overall, cough. Overall, feeling feeling much better. You should be feeling real good after yesterday, huh? We're back. We are, we are back, boys. We're back. Um, I would say what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Um, but that's to be the... I don't know. I guess we'll see how this episode goes. A lot's happened. But uh, I'll start with, uh, as we always do, the best thing that we saw this week. Uh, Dean. All right. So I know we're going to talk about football plenty later. So I'm going to go a little bit outside the box here. And the best thing I saw came on Friday night. I was scrolling through uh, the ESPN app, watching, uh, just getting like a score update on the USC-Utah game while I was driving. And I saw that, Occidental was playing San Diego State in basketball. So you're probably thinking, who the hell is Occidental College? And what do they have to do with Occidental Petroleum? Well, Occidental is it College. A Bishop Sycamore type of deal we got? No, they're legit, apparently. They were founded in 1887, private, private liberal arts college. But it appears that they're finally playing basketball this year. And, um, well, their first game was at UC Riverside, and they lost 106 to 30, which reminds me a lot of my junior high basketball team with that 30-point output. Their high score had six points, high rebounder of four boards. Then they played number 24, San Diego State, had a little bit better performance, but still lost 95 to 57. So need to figure out how we can get Occidental College on the schedule for next season. Um and that's, that was that was the best thing you saw all weekend. Oh, so I figure people are going to cover football. We're going to beat football into the ground. And uh, since I predicted Bama to go to the playoff and they didn't get in, I I can't say I. People are saying that's always football. Are you a Pac-12 homer? Can you? Oh, I know it seems that way. I know it seems that way. I just like I have a, a soft spot for the Pac-12 and like their late games, like when out at the bar at midnight and. Stanford, Washington State's on that. That's that's where my Pac-12 bias comes comes from. So, well, well, Dean, your your comment on Alabama leads me into my best thing I saw this weekend, and that is Alabama not making it into the playoff. Um, yeah, it's good. I think college football needed this. I think they needed some change, right? We still got and Georgia. Clemson. Yeah, no, no Clemson, no Bama. First time in the college football playoff uh, era. But, you know, you still got some some big names in there with Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia. Um, I'm glad the committee landed on TCU still making it in, though. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, close loss to, to Kansas State. Good team. Um, I'm just happy. I'm happy they didn't fall back on, you know, what they think is going to sell or, or whatnot and, and get letting Bama get back into the mix. Uh, Bama did not deserve to be in there this year. Um, any decent team they played, they either – won closely or lost this year. So um, I think that was a big win for college football. I think next year, obviously, they, they moved up the the larger playoff berth to next year um, versus, I think, three years from now. So I'm excited for that. I think there is plenty of teams that deserve to be in it. 
Um, but as far as this year goes, I'm happy Bama's out. Uh, excited for the college football playoff. I think we got some some good games on our hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've i talked to myself in that last night that there could be a Michigan-Ohio State college football championship. I've talked to myself, I've, I've talked to myself in it. I don't know. I Ohio State, they've gotten healthy that extra week. They've heard all the doubts and this and that. Georgia hasn't looked like Georgia of Pat. I mean, boys. How many points did Georgia win by in the SEC championship? Uh, 20. I was thinking it was 50 to 30. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I, again, it's at Atlanta turf, dude. I don't, so I don't I'll, know. I'll say, I'll say hey, this, quick, Rick. I've got, go ahead. No, I was going to say quick recap, Rick, um, on the Big Ten. I'll, I'll let you know the SEC championship was a little, little boring yeah. this year versus past years as far as the game itself goes. Um, yeah, how was the vibe? Vibes were, vibes were pretty mellow compared to Bama Sleepy. Georgia last year. Yeah, um, the yeah. And and I can confirm. Um, a lot of LSU fans. I, I can confirm that LSU fans did not show up. It was really ninety percent Georgia fans. Wow, ninety. It was the A and M game must have taken a lot out of the enthusiasm. Have they just gotten like just like like entitled? Are they an entitled fan base now? I don't know, but it was it was hard to find a purple or gold um, wow. jersey in the stands. So, well, that's a shame, but yeah, at least you got to go. That's cool. Um, no, P, I think that's good. We'll talk some football. We'll do a little recap of the big championship. Uh, but the best thing that I saw, boys, this weekend, and I'm kind of just I've been fascinated about it, is the Deion Sanders signing. I think it's insane that call i i cannot believe colorado got him i absolutely cannot believe it i can't think of a more polar opposite place uh or program than jackson state than boulder colorado and it, it's just it's it's two different worlds i i hate cu i'm a i'm a cu hater i've hated my whole life they're they're like the worst fan base they're entitled they're they don't show up they're they're a bunch of like just wannabe snowboarders from Chicago and like New York, and they're just so, they don't deserve Deion Sanders. And and Deion Sanders, like I I loved his press. I mean, it's been it's been pretty beaten to death by now, but yeah, um, I'm coming. He's he's coming, and I I just like cannot believe that. And 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 he he for better or for worse, I don't know if he's going to win football games, but he's going to get recruits and. They're gonna have a lot of hype around them, and that team—it's it, just—they're it, about to go to like, they're about to like go to like the Mountain West. They're like one year away from going to the Mountain. They're so bad. Um, and then they this AD comes from the clouds and is spending money writing checks he literally cannot cash. Um, I don't know. I obviously with Purdue's departure, I long for that. I I want that guy just that you know uh, that's just who i i want that guy who's just like we're gonna come in and and tells the room full of guys that it makes them recite the types of players he's about to replace him with yeah i mean i i, I loved it i was i i was fat i was i was glued to every word but i don't know i've been super close to see you my whole life but so quick question on, on that yeah because uh i talked to someone talked to one of our listeners and he asked what the similarities are 
if you see any, between Deion Sanders and LeVar Ball after watching that that uh, that intro that you get to the team? I see a lot. Well, first off, Deion Sanders has can back it up. LeVar Ball hasn't done anything except his created kids. Yeah. Well, that I I don't I don't like that comparison. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty. So, Levar, yeah, yeah Levar Ball is just like a Deion Sanders. I mean, Deion Sanders. He went. You know, I mean, it's a you know, it's a swack school, but he turned the program around. He's gotten Under Armour deals. He's he's a great player. And, yeah. I'll say this. This is something that's either going to work out great and, you know, and CU is going to, you know, ride this wave or it's just going to blow up. Like, but either quick. E- and, and I totally this can be a meme. But there's so. going to be eyeballs and yeah. that, and that state, and they're going to sell tickets. And there's, and there's something to say around just a hype around the program. Like, yep. you know, good way to bring boosters back is like with, with this kind of hype everyone's talking about colorado football and they and went it, one in 11 last year it could not it cannot literally cannot go to a least deserving fan base it, i can't think of one fan base that deserves this more less than that fan base they're the worst i think uh they're the worst i think he probably could have got some better offers but i think he had some doubters out there and he said, "Hey, I'm going to take this one and eleven team, and and show them what we can do." It's it funny. Was, I was yeah. I was following the the transfer portal um, Instagram page, and like the day Dion had that speech go viral, a uh, quarterback of Colorado hit the transfer portal. I, mean, I think everyone knows. Yeah, it's brilliant. Son, Dion's son is going to be the quarterback. Like, There's your quarterback. Yeah, Shadour. Yeah. Pretty crazy though. I mean, yeah. for him to go to a school like that. And I think the one of the funniest things of it, the whole thing is that um, Colorado saying that they don't have the money to pay him right now, but they will. I, I thought that was. I kind of love. They it, it freely admit they're like we don't have, like imagine like the New York Yankees being like, yeah, we don't have the money to pay and judge. But I I love that. Why it's yeah. all my money? And guess what? Booster though it was probably brilliant. If you go to if if I was a CU alum and had a little bit of money, I'd be like, okay, yeah, here's a hundred bucks. My only, thing, my only thing is there's no way he's sticking around there like the no 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 it's i mean like, it's he he wants he, that florida state job but it just florida wasn't going to be open yeah it, it was actually a brilliant move because what he had since cincinnati is already it's like you win four games at cu next year and you're i mean you have literally it's rock bottom yeah it's rock i mean like it's he hedged his bet to the max and he got five and a half million and he's in the pack 12 i mean i don't know it's a uh, it's an easy division. If if USC and UCLA win or lose or leave this year, which I don't know yeah. if they are or not, but I mean that conference has nobody. Yeah, it's Oregon and uh, and yeah, Utah. Oregon and yeah, and yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was. I just can't. I can't believe. It. Anyway, but um. All right, moving on. Um. Are we starting? You want to start college football or baseball? Should we do fo- college football? Yeah, we're talking football. Let's yeah. let's, All right. let's talk about your boilermakers and get that over with. <laughs> All right. So, when did we record last week? Like Tuesday or something? It was early. Uh, fuck. I want to say Wednesday. We're Wednesday. The vibes were high. Uh, we were going into the Big Ten Championship with house money. I think I said. That it was just gonna, you know, it was gonna be a big party and Purdue fans. It was gonna be a, a home game. 
Um, so I was there in Indy, uh, flew in early Saturday morning and, you know, I thought in my head and still in my head that like Michigan obviously was in no matter what, really nothing to lose. Their fans should save money for what looks, what looked like to be the Fiesta Bowl and, and maybe, uh, the national championship, like save the money, right? Why are you, why are you going to Indy? Um, so anyway, you, you know, you kind of big games, you you walk in the streets a little early. Uh, I actually ran into Brady Quinn, uh, right when I got there, it was kind of funny, like right in an elevator. Um, it was all Michigan fans. It was all Michigan fans. So, but the, the pregame vibes were good. And, um, I'll tell you what, Dean, I, I, I've been to Lucas oil before a long time ago. Awesome stadium. Yeah. I loved it. I well, I've I've been to Mercedes, you know, I've been to some of the the Legion and Minnesota, but this I loved it. Yeah. I yeah, it may, I, I mean it makes sense why they get all every single big event. Yeah. It's like the city around it is yeah, whatever, but the stadium itself like great awesome. views. Yeah. I, I, it's I've an been there stadium. a couple times. You know, it was like 2006, oh, 2007 or something. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, so, but uh, a ton of Michigan fans, um, and and Purdue showed up, you know. But uh, I mean, most of the people probably listening watched the game. I mean, you kind of everyone was kind of looking around, like you know, at half. Like, I mean, Michigan fans were dead quiet at half. They were yeah. dead, dead quiet, and and uh, and you know, I think. Brom had to open up AOC to win that game, and he did for the most part. But you know, I think in the second half, field goals aren't going to field goals and some no. touchdowns are not going to. But it was just like a you know, you look at the stat sheets like one of those games where hey, if you outgain them on first downs and yards and time of possession, and you lose by like twenty one. Yeah, well, it's because yeah. because it's because the field goals and and the yeah. turnovers. Yeah, it's just like so. Yeah. But ever it was fun. Obviously, we had nothing to lose. Now we play LSU. Uh, hopefully, we have a team to field for that game. Yeah, this this know, turned into shit. a really, you know, the Exodus. first non, the first non, the first bowl that's non New Year Six. I mean, it's a big bowl, biggest bowl, and Purdue's had in like a long time, and we don't have a coach, and I don't know. I don't know where we're. I don't know where we should take the conversation from here, but obviously Jeff Brom has left. Uh, Dean doesn't think that's national news that it's <laughs> somehow related to Purdue, but I'll let uh, I'll let uh, Dean take this. I'll stop talking. Dean, what what yeah. are you what, what's what's the thought of the state of Purdue? What did you think of the Big Ten championship? Um, where are we at? Yeah, so real quick, I just want to apologize to all the people who were offended by my comments that Purdue was not national news. Um, I had a limited subset of people that I was talking to, and they had not heard that about Purdue's head coach leaving. So I'm sorry about that. Anyway, on to the game and Jeff Brom leaving. You know, I think this is kind of what Purdue's going to be subject to for the foreseeable future is that they're almost used as a stepping stone for, for some of these coaches that maybe have success, like at the CUSA or the Mac level. And then they, they come up to a school like Purdue where, you know, the expectations are, aren't super high, but it's a, a like a premier conference and a, and a good program. And then they kind of, 
if they see success, they kind of then move on to the next job. And then, of course, if they flounder, you know, they get fired and go off into obscurity like guys like Danny Hope and Daryl Hazel. But I think it's until you get a guy who really has ties to Purdue, that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. I mean, everyone's going to be trying to look to get to like that big time job and Purdue's just not going to be that. So I think you almost have to get someone like Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern where he has ties to the university and he's had some decent, he's had some nice success there. Um, but I feel like that's kind of what we're going to be stuck with. It's in some respects, it's disappointing to see Braum leave because it's probably his most, his best season in terms of results and the fact that their record could have been even better than it ended up being this year. But, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. I mean, I think getting to play LSU, like in a, you know, a good bowl game, I think is a kind of a good closing point for this group on this season. Um, but yeah, the future, who knows, man, like some of these names that are being thrown around for head coaches. I'm like, I have no idea who any of these guys are. It's six and one half dozen for me, for some of these guys. So we'll just have to see what happens. Well, I'll be the one to say it. Uh, Purdue is not national news. Just not. Thank you, Pete. I mean, we're, I mean, we're on the, we're on ESPN homepage. So yeah. L- Louisville is on the ESPN homepage. Yeah. Louisville is not, not Purdue. I, I just, I, I know that we got some Purdue listeners on here. Um, I'm unapologetic on calling Purdue football, not national news. It's just the reality of it, guys. You squeaked into the Big Ten playoff or the Big Ten championship game. Congrats. You know, big old pat on the back for you guys there. Um, not to, I'm not sure if you deserve to get it, to get in there, but you got in. That's all that matters. Um, did, you watch, I, did you watch the game? I didn't. I was at the SEC game and, and with, with customers after. So – didn't watch the game, um, but I did watch the highlights, and I, I know you guys showed up in the first half, and um, you guys pulled away. So again, congrats! Um, but no, not national news, right? You got you got baseball hot stove, you got big NFL news going around. I mean, um, we know it's not national. Like we're, we're not. I don't know who we're. T- I think someone in our group chat started. Like it doesn't really matter if it's on. It just matters to us, right? Yeah. But doesn't yeah. I mean? Doesn't, I'm not trying to sell. It doesn't like, matter to know, most people. Like I don't like care. Like, yeah, but you know, again, I honestly didn't list, know. I didn't, even know Jeff, I didn't. I didn't even know Jeff Brom left till you, till you said something. To be honest with you, didn't see it anywhere on on. I had Sports Center going all day. So. But anyways, as far as Jeff Brom goes, going back to his alma mater, right? He went to Louisville. Yeah. Doesn't feel like a step up in job by any means, but I could see why yeah. he went. Um, yeah. So it is what it is. Move on to the next Purdue football. He looked in way better shape than he than he got it. Yeah, I agree. We'll see what what Purdue football can bring next year. Um, but my guess is probably mediocrity again. So we'll see. You last last you just flip you're like oh I'm a Purdue guy and then and then you're talking about oh back to mediocrity Dean, which one is Dean, which one which one is it Dean, Dean did I say I was I'm, a Purdue I'm guy? not gonna let you ride the oh. fence check the tapes Purdue Pete was the only thing he said yeah He's like, I, I'm I, I'm rooting for my boiler for you know I I mean I'm just not gonna say I'm rooting it. for you guys but and then you're like oh but back to media you know rooting for you back I mean, to media I mean, which one reality? is it. I'm the not reality is, get on this podcast every week and flip flop. I'm just not gonna take a the stand and is, stand by it. Do you hate? I the mean, reality is the reality is. If you which one talk, is it? 
You guys, you guys were mediocre this year. No, we weren't. True. You were mediocre no, this year. No, we no, we weren't. Were you? Were you we were the best of the mediocre teams in the Big Ten. Sure. So you're the tallest midget. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> yes. Rooting for root, hey, I'm Pete. Rooting for you guys, but not. I'm back. I mean, like, humble. Hey, you're, I, I, I was. I would, for everyone, you guys. all of our I listeners would respect. Like, just take a stand. Don't try to put words in my mouth. I said I was rooting for you guys, and I was. Doesn't mean I think that Purdue's a, a powerhouse now. That doesn't mean I'm. I'm all in on Purdue. I'm not. I'm, I'm not asking you. Year. I'm not asking you to say Purdue's powerhouse. No one thinks Purdue's a powerhouse. But just like, just take a stand. You, you can root for Purdue and say they're mediocre at the same time. Dean says it all the time. How yeah. come we're not going <laughs> for, after him? For real. Because <laughs> he says it. Because he said he's consistent. You're like he's like oh hey, Pete. You're like hey I'm rooting for. He's like don't get you check the tapes. Run it back last week. You're like I hey, don't don't I want you said at the very end. I don't want to get this mixed up. I'm rooting for Purdue. I was rooting for Purdue. There is nothing to mix up. Yeah, doesn't mean I don't think I they're don't mediocre. Know. Just it's, you're just feeling disingenuous right now. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's not a Purdue podcast. So, <laughs> final thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's sad. I hope we don't take a step back. But I mean, everyone wants to get a splashy name, but there's no. We're not going to get a splashy name, right? There's no way we're going to no. get some no name OC from. Or I don't know. There's a lot of names out there, but we're not going to get like a what Les Miles, Cocho, Urban Meyer, right? Yeah, Maybe you'll get like a Lovey Smith. Or uh, Eric Mangini. <laughs> Eric Mangini. We don't need any Jets coaches. It's like, it's like uh, talk about uh, a mediocre franchise. An NFL, an NFL reject coach looking for another chance. That's probably what you'll yeah. get. Just no. give me an offensive coordinator that will will have a scoring points. I don't care if we give up. We have to have 35, 40. We need a score. We'll never have a defensive coach. Yeah. I hope I hope we have a really good uh, quarterback, Brady Allen. I hope he doesn't transfer. Yeah, but I I agree. Louisville's just like you're leaving. I know it's his alma, but like what? Yeah. I mean, Wait, I feel that, like every, that would be like you you being the coach at Louisville and getting the chance to go coach Purdue, and you're like, well, that's Purdue's not really, way better. Louisville. That's that's probably a step sideways, but it's your alma mater, so I get it. Uh, I know, yeah. I know. I'm, I, I have rose colored glasses, but it's a dream job for. How him. about but how I mean how about Cincinnati taking the Louisville coach? Wild, yeah. Like, wh- what? And they play their bowl against each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like it's said, crazy. He's going to give the pregame speech, then head over to the other locker room and coach the game. Um, Script the first 15 plays and head over. Crazy. All right, other – wrapping up Purdue. Purdue basketball is still really good. So, I mean, we'll be number three by Monday. Yeah. We'll definitely have have more discussion around college basketball because I was thinking last night. It's like I have no idea who's good in college basketball yet. Like, yeah, no, uh, Houston and Virginia. Yeah, because Texas was two and they lost this week. So it's like mm-hmm. it, there's there's a lot of a lot of shaking up going on. So, like I said last week, hard to judge any college basketball on on the first ten games. So that's true. Point taken. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. So, um. Bowl matchups. Should we talk a little semifinals? I, I don't. We got so we got so long to those games. I think we yeah. we save that uh, for a future podcast. I mean, yeah. but all right, real quick, quick flash takes. Can 
Is TCU going to beat Michigan? No. No. Okay. And Ohio State's Ohio State's not going to beat Georgia either. I think they both win. But yep, I agree. We can say that for another day. All right. Um, moving on, probably to the biggest, to our bread and butter. Uh, huge, huge. Last two, three days in baseball started with Degrom going to the Rangers, uh, and then followed by Verlander getting the highest AAV in baseball history, what forty three and a half million for two years, and then the cards just fell from there. Um, but the biggest news, second, probably yeah, probably biggest news is yesterday morning where we had John Heyman. Hyman, whatever. Not Heyman. With a with a huge he just tweeted through it. But uh <laughs> almost like uh hey, my bad. Said he start he started you see he said arson judge. Arson, arson judge. So he had two times to like really think he'd be like he deleted that and then read you know, and then said, No, I meant Aaron Judge to the Giants. And then all hell broke loose. Do you do you let me ask you this? Do you think that he was going to the Giants, and then how was like, oh my god, the like people are literally losing their minds, and then upped it, up the offer. No, I, I've been listening to a lot of New York sports radio the last couple of days. Um, I, I think Rick at least knows this. Dean probably as well. Uh, Michael K is is my is my go to as far as a Yankee source. He's been with the organization for twenty plus years, and. I trust what he says when he says he he's heard stuff from inside the organization. So here here's how I heard it break down. Um, you know, Heyman Heyman had his tweet. Obviously, a big big screw up there. Um, couldn't even spell the guy's name right. Already t-shirts being made for Arsenal Judd out there. Um, yeah. But fr- from what I heard, he flew to San Diego to meet with the Padres. They asked for a last minute meeting. He was on the way to an anniversary trip to Hawaii and they stopped in San Diego for a meeting. Um, all the tweets came out. There was nothing as far as a conversation with the Giants go uh, on paper or an agreement. Um, but once that news did come out, uh, Hal personally called Aaron and said, hey, do you want to be a Yankee? Yes or no? Uh, Aaron Judge said yes. He said, what's it going to take? And he said a ninth year. Um, so f- from what I've heard, the Giants offered 369 years um Padres were 10 years a little under 400 and and Hal and Judge on that phone call um call it sealed the deal got him nine years 360 match what the Giants had but there was rumors that the Giants were willing to go higher as well um but Aaron agreed to the deal on the phone with Hal and you know the rest is history um you know the Yankees got their guy I, I think Hal Hal knew how much the fan base cares about this guy face of the franchise he'll be with the the franchise for 15 years when it's all said and done um most likely have his his number retired to monument park probably going to be named captain um i think we know the first five years are going to be strong years as long as he stays healthy the back four i i think it's going to look a lot like john carlos stanton looks right now you know 25 to 35 homers a year maybe dh'ing at that point but still able to make an impact um if i get that the last four years of aaron judge's contract i'm happy um but i think he's he's a pillar and the reality is like this contract becomes worth it if he wins a world series right so i think that's that's the end goal there's still pieces to that need to be made and moved 
um, on the Yankees. Um, just signing Aaron Judge is not going to do it. So I think they still have some moves to make the Yankees, but uh, they got their guy, man. He's coming home. It's good news. It's good news in, in New York, and uh, we're back, baby. Vibes are high. Reassembling the team from last year. Well, now they don't have to take and burn Cashman alive after that extension because he lost I mean, judge. The, uh, <laughs> How about the Padres just throwing no, I was millions say, of dollars at everyone? How do they add this? So, all right. So, yeah. So the judge thing happened, right? Whatever. Yeah. I think Yankees are the first team ever to have first three, first three guys have over 30 million a year. $300 million contracts. Three, $300 million. Like yeah. Cole, Giancarlo, and Judge. Well, yeah. Before we jump into the other moves, let's just think about this for a second, though. Like, Otani's going to get $500 million, close to 50 a year if it's not 50 a year. Soto in two years is going to get close to 50 a year. It's just going to, it goes up, yeah, just a new record. Giancarlo Stanton's making like, I think it's 30. like 20. It I might be 30. Well, yeah. I thought it was under 30, but either way, like that contract now looks like a yeah. discount. Right, like I think yeah. by the time we're in the fifth year of this judge contract, forty million a year is going to be what these like middle of the road guys are getting, and it's going to be the stars are going to be fifty plus millions, right? So I think as the contract ages, just like Stanton's, it's going to be quote unquote a discount by the end of it. And some other funny news I heard was that there was a lot of other teams in on Judge that we didn't hear about, but they were offering like fifty million a year. For like four or five oh, years, lower lower term, um, which is I it was I thought it was interesting. I'm sure we'll hear what I'm those sure. were at some point and who who was offering them. But um, it it kind of felt like a two two team race there till the end, and a three team race. But it sounds like there was more than that. I mean, so with the Padres are kind of like showing their car. Like Tatis has got to be on the market soon, right? No, I just think they're not going to play him at short. I think they're going to put him in the outfield. Because mm. I was still, I mean, oh yeah, they're not playing him yeah. short anymore. Right? Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about that. So, thank you to Aaron Judge, that my favorite player, the captain, of, the captain of the Boston Red Sox, is now a San Diego Padre. Um, I had a great night last night. I really did. I saw. I went to the Bruins Avs game, and this was after the Sox made some pretty decent moves. Right? We got Kelly. Kelly Jansen, and then um, I'm not even sure how to pronounce his name, but um, Asataka Yoshida or something. Yoshida, yeah. Um, or yeah. the leadoff guy, which is good, right? I mean, like, so yeah, things were good. You know, things were looking up. The Bruins beat the crap out of the Avs. Celtics beat the crap out of the Suns. And then just going to bed, might as well check Twitter one more time. And then it says Xander Bogart's is signing with the San Diego Padres for 11 years, 300 or 280 million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's. Well, I don't know. Your, was, your heart, your heart just kind of sinks, yeah. right? You don't really think of the numbers right away. Because you're like, you know, bit, no, like it, no, we'll get to, yeah. First off, it should not have got, he should not have ever been a free agent. They should have extended him. And they, and they like, they, I think they gave him like, they offered him four. Four years, ninety million. I mean, just like completely lowballed him. Um, he's been like he's been the face of our franchise. He was like, I mean, he was like the mo biggest captain we've had since Jason Veritek, and the only guy remaining from the thirteen World Series, won a ring in eighteen. 
I mean, he was playing, he's still playing really good baseball, four-time all-star. I don't know. It's sad. It sucks. Um, but the Sox, like, I have nobody but to blame but themselves. Um, and absolutely uh, was an overpay. And and they this shortstop market is out of control. It's absolutely out of control. Started by Trey Turner. Um, and uh, and the, the, the Padres, I mean, they just, they don't care. Like, obviously, with missing out on Judge, they had that opened up a few hundred million for him. And so, I mean, the Red Sox were never, ever, ever, ever going to give him 11 years. The AAV was, they would have given him, I think it was like 25 that ended up being, but yeah. And they probably would have given him 28. But I mean, when you have an 11 year con and insanely, I mean, nobody's turning that down. So yeah. it sucks. I don't know. The Red Sox, Red Sox fans deserve to be pissed. John Henry sucks. He, it's like, I don't know, but it's on one hand, right? It's like, would we, if someone was like, well, would you have rather signed him for 11 for 280? I'd been like, probably not. He's going to be 41. Yeah, it's the largest deal ever signed at age 30 or older. Yeah, he's going to be 41 and making 25 million a year. So, no, I know it's not my money, but it's like, if I put my GM hat on, would I have done that deal? I don't know. But it's, but we should never have gotten that to that point. So I don't know. Red Sox fans are in disarray, absolute disarray, as the Yankees re-sign Judge, and it's really all because the Judge, Judge goes to San Diego. Obviously, they don't have Xander, Xander Xander doesn't go to San Diego, and then he probably resigns with the Red Sox. I think they. I heard he got up to like nine years to two twenty. Not really in the ballpark. I mean, AAV wise, it's close, but that those two extra years. Yeah. Especially when he knows about, he's going to fall off. We got some some Philly listeners. Do we like the Trey Turner signing? Are, are, are yeah, the Phillies yeah. yeah. Phillies are a, Phillies are a problem. Yeah, Phillies I are agree. a really big problem. Focus well, last year. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, what I was going to say is like in the World Series, I was like when they were playing the Astros, I was reading you know a lot of Phillies Twitter, a lot of Phillies subreddit just trying to kind of see what their situation was going to be for the offseason. That's literally like what they pointed to is like we've got the money to like put in talent around, you know, guys like Harper and Wheeler, Nola, it's like this Trey Turner's right up their alley cuz they had what Gene Segura and shit with playing like shortstop or maybe he was at second base but and like Bryson Stott at short like Trey Turner's a massive upgrade for them that they kind of desperately need. And they're, they're right there. They have the, the star power to, I, I love that deal for them. It's like, you got the money and flexibility. It's like, this is a good time to, to add a guy of that caliber. And especially as he ages, you know, you can move him to center field or you can move him to second. You know, it, if for some reason his play deteriorates, it's like, I think that's a great, great deal. No, and I, Phillies, I saw, I saw we saying that their, their middle infield last year with Gene Segura and whoever else. Um, oh, Didi Gregorius was like 30-something million in, in cap space. And this year, um, they got a guy in a rookie contract and Trey Turner. It's actually they're paying less for their middle infield this year and probably improved. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a good move. I think Phillies are, you know, I do think Philly fans are a little high. I mean, they, they squeaked into the playoffs last year and they hadn't made the playoffs in like, what, 10 seasons before that? Um, and now all of a sudden they're on top of the world. So I'm still interested to see if they 
you know, are a quote unquote powerhouse in the NL because of, of one signing um, or if it was just got hot at the right time, made a World Series yep. run and back to reality next year. But signing Trey Turner doesn't hurt. I'll, I'll leave yep. it at that. I still think they need mm -hmm. some pitching and bullpen help. But I mean, their lineup is, is something is something to be talked about with yeah. Real Muto, got Harper. I mean, Hoskins, Schwarber, Hoskins. Schwarber. I mean, dude, it's an insane it's an insane lineup. And, and I'll tell you what, as a Sox fan, not to bring back Sox, Dembrowski, the dude, he comes in and he just spends a ton of money and then he, he wins championships. So he'll, he'll be franchise for the next and he just leave, And then he just leaves them in, in, in luxury tax shambles, but <laughs> leaves before the penalties hit. Nobody, nobody in those stands buying hot dogs and beers cares about the luxury tax or anything like that. So to all the Philly listeners, um, uh, I'm ha I'm happy. I love to see teams go after it, I, but it does bring me to one point, right? Dodgers are being very quiet right now, and you know what that means. Something's a brewing. Well, I think they're saving their uh, pennies in a jar for for someone next year. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're yep. being a little little quiet, letting Trey walk and not. Uh, you know, obviously they resigned Kershaw for nothing, but. It's Dodgers. This is a very unlike them, but yeah, I think yeah, I definitely see. I was thinking along those same lines too. It's like they they just seem like a perfect fit. Bring Shohei a, mm -hmm. across the street, across the street, and yeah, and then uh, and, and then losing. Think, but they also the Dodgers are just built different in that they just always have so much prospect depth that like it seems like they're constantly calling guys up, and yeah, they still have like a top farm and whatnot so i like the fact that they can spend millions and millions of dollars too on top of that is just unfair but no it's great for the phillies to hurt the dodgers by being able to pluck turner from them if nothing else for, for this year hey uh dean what's your as an astros fan what's your thought on the verlander deal yeah so when i saw kind of what he was going to be asking for which was scherzer money 40 million uh, average annual value. I was kind of ready just for uh, exact same as George. Like yeah. get, give him a handshake and 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 send him on his way because I don't think he's gonna match what he come close to matching what he did this year. Like there were a lot of times like when I was watching him, I was like, you he'd have a really impressive line. You go like six innings, three hits, like no runs, but there'd be like a lot of you know fastballs that guys were missing before that they were getting bats on and almost leaving the yard, like a lot of hard contact. And he outperformed some of his numbers a little bit. And I was just like, you know, we already did the thing where we gave him a fat two-year, $60 million deal, and he pitched six innings, then had to go get Tommy John, missed two, missed two seasons. It's like we've already go been down the road of basically giving him a big contract and then just having to eat a whole bunch of the money. And, I mean, the big thing for the Astros is pitching depth. So this is where guys like Javier – Yurkiti, Garcia, Framber, Hunter Brown, they need to kind of step up so that we can use that money elsewhere to address some of the holes we have. It's like, I really appreciate what Verlander did with the Astros, but $40 million, I was like, hell no. no way. And I wasn't no surprised way. the Astros didn't didn't take that. Yeah. I kind of like the move by the Mets, though. By yeah. Uncle Uncle Stevie. I mean, you had to, you, you kind of had to sign after the ground walks, yeah. right? I was reading something there right now. They're at, uh, Two hundred ninety-three and a half million dollars in payroll, and if you go over that three hundred million um, 
dollar the luxury tax it's the max luxury tax right so they call yeah. the in new york they're calling that the cohen tax he doesn't want to go over that 300 mil every dollar spent over 300 mil he owes 90 percent tax on so basically if he spends 310 million he owes mlb 9 million yeah if he spends 350 he owes him 40 whatever it is right so Pretty crazy that they're even getting close to that. Um, I think there's more moves to be made on the Mets side, though. I think they're going to potentially get rid of McCann, try to get some contracts off the book, and get some young guys in there to to stay in a realistic salary cap space. But um, it's been a good offseason so far, guys. I know we're mm -hmm. only a few days yeah. in the one meetings, but yeah. big news everywhere. It, it got hot quick. Yeah. It's funny, too, because it's just like <laughs> – I just like can't imagine being like a fan of like like the Reds or like <laughs> you were the Royals. The how like, did I know you were gonna say the Reds? How do these or the Rock how do these like fan like they just every single it's the same exact team? Like how do you just sit there and just like like it's insane. It's like I, I don't know how these teams compete. Like crazy. What do you, I mean, they, they do compete. Yeah. Sometimes, right? Like they figure yeah, out the teams like the Rays. Like I don't know. Yeah, they just let these yeah. guys just crazy. I, I will say it's 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 a little refreshing to see the Cubs at least pretend like they're trying to put put together a good team. Sign an NL MVP. Yeah, yeah. who's hitting like one thirty five or something? <laughs> and they got Tyone. They got Tyone yeah. from the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, just, they're pretending like yeah. I think they have one more move to make. Well, yeah, Kurt Correa. They want Correa. Okay, I mean, how, how big is Correa? Gonna, I mean, how much is he? Is, are, I mean, how much of the Sox are going to be in on Correa? But what a bad look if you sign Correa like over Bogarts and you give him uh, just. So I saw the thing Rosenthal reported that the Dodgers are out on Correa because uh, they didn't want the yeah they, they, they evaluate the fan base yeah and I'm just like. I think I the I Dodgers so that. so like when you talk about like kind of like other teams like I, I buy like when Springer went to the Blue Jays for instance everyone was like oh I asked those fans were chirping Blue Jays fans be like oh, are you still gonna boo them now and of course they didn't but that was different because the Blue Jays obviously were irrelevant in that 2017 but it's like Correa on the Dodgers it's like that guy was a part of the reason that you don't have a ring from 2017 and it's yeah, like yeah you, you, on, you in Dodger Stadium. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you, you might cheer him like when he's playing well, but oh my gosh, I would not want to be Carlos Correa going through like a slump in LA. Oh my gosh, well, they, no that'd be merciless. Is this is this breaking news? Do we get do we have a breaking news sound? I don't know what this is. Yeah, I think I think Dean uh Dean just admitted that the Astros cheated in 2017. <laughs> I mean, I oh. said 2017 happened. Hey, yeah. hey, breaking yeah. news, breaking news for the big rigs. Yeah, yeah, breaking news. Wow. Hey, Pete admitting I, is a Purdue hater, and now Dean, this is a, this is a, big, this is a big day. Hey, a big I, podcast. I, I think a low-key, a really good signing that no one's talking about is with, with Yadier Molina retiring. Uh, Cardinals Lo getting – Loyalty's probably, dead. Probably the, probably the best catcher on the market, right? Wilson Contreras, I think it's a great pickup. They were they good last year. They're going to be good next year, and that's that's going to be a huge help to their lineup. I I, I really yeah. like that signing. It's yeah. a great signing. Cardinals are always yeah. low keys. Really, they make good good signings. It, but loyalty's dead in baseball, right? Was it dead a long time ago? 
I've never believed in loyalty in baseball. Not when these guys are basically spending, you know, much of their prime playing for discounts because of the way the contracts are set up. It's like, I, I don't blame by guys for going and chasing the money. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Socks still need starting. They need everything. So do you, do you know how to pronounce their, your GM's name? I, I wanted to fire him last night, but at the end of the day, it's kind no, so I, I looked it up. I looked it up because I was curious. It, it's Hyam. 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 Hyam, the former GM of the Boston Red Sox. Hyam just after this offseason, yeah. But I mean, honestly, if you don't have a if you don't have blank checks, I mean you can't be you, it's, it's, like it's John It's John Some of these contracts. John Hanna's a billionaire. Yeah. Some of these contracts, it's gotta be like the GM can only do so much. That's why like, Hal called up Judge. Like Cashman yeah. was probably sleeping on the street again, being homeless. <laughs> hey, Cashman! Cashman puts a winning team on the field every year. Can't say that yeah. about the Red Sox. So, yeah, could, I mean, any GM with blank checks can do that. He doesn't have blank checks, though. He's proven that. <laughs> <laughs> he literally didn't sign Judge. He didn't have a blank check. Hal made the call. <laughs> if he had a blank check, Judge would. Yeah, because he probably thought Cashman would mess it up. Hey, when 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 Hal realized how much Aaron Judge is worth to that organization, he made the call. Certain players, the owners got to get involved. Xander Bogart is Aaron Judge is. I I agree. They're, I definitely agree. They're different caliber players, obviously. So, all right. Um, that was a lot of baseball talk. Moving on. Did we miss anything? Soccer. U.S. lost. U.S.A. lost. They got crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Another four, year, another four years. Another four years. Everyone goes, puts their scarves back in the closets. <laughs> yeah. Um, Celtics are really good. Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Celtics. Celtics man, are... I, I didn't think they'd be the best team in basketball after you know, f- f- firing their coach. They just fell at the Suns. Man. And the Bruins think- are. No, no one, no one. I mean, this is goes back to like college, college basketball. Ten games in, it's like we got we got four months of of hockey and NBA left. There's a lot yeah. that can change, right? Like the Devils are doing well, too, but we'll see if that holds. You know, I think it's early. I think it's still early in NHL. As, as went wire to wire last year. Well, we'll see. Always right. waiting for the other shoe to drop. We yeah. have some NBA listeners. I know Dean. Dean's an yep. NBA guy, but. Yep. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I think I mean, Celtics loses their coach to go to NBA five. You know, I mean, that's, that's some adversity. Yeah, Jalen J- Brown, if he makes all NBAs, is he's up for a five year, two hundred ninety seven million dollar extension. It's fifty seven mil a year. Fuck that! It's crazy. Fuck. Those guys are grossly overpaid. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was Jalen Brown. So all right, moving on. NF. NFL week two of Mike know. White. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm giving. Yeah, we don't need really to touch on the Jets too much, but I, I think Mike White. We, we knew we we knew we knew who he was. No, I, I think he had a, a a decent game. He's got to learn how yeah. to get the ball in the end zone, though, right? You can't go down to the red zone six times and only get one touchdown out of it. That almost didn't get in on fourth and fourth and goal there with that run. So. Um, Jets were the better team on the field versus the Vikings, 
but you got to figure out a close game. So I still think Mike White is the right move right now. Um, Salah has doubled down and said that he still expects to see Zach Wilson at some point this year. Um, I think he's saving face and saying what the media needs to hear. But I think we're Jets will ride Mike White until until it's time to make a change. So nothing really to talk about there. They got the Bills this week. Going to be a tough game. So we'll we'll see what Mike do, White does this week. Real quick, what do we think about uh, Jimmy G going down for the year with the Niners? Because we were talking a lot about the Niners being a wagon a couple weeks ago, and now they've got Brock Purdy as the as a starter. People like him. I was watching Coward. He was, like, all over him. But I think it's because he just hates Baker Mayfield so much, and he was just talking about Purdy so much. He's like – it was like a reverse heel. Yeah, I think what this does is I, – I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Let's, let's be honest. They're still going to be a playoff team. They still yeah. could potentially make a run, but where do you go to school? Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think uh, the NFC, it's like, I think it's a two team race right now. It's the Eagles and it's the Cowboys. I mean, I just don't see anyone in the NFC beating those two teams. I got, I mean, everyone knows I'm a huge Brady guy. Never count them out. People I'm forget out. the Bucks Their beat the bad. Cowboys week one. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, you know why I forget? It was forever ago in the NFL season. And Prescott was out, but... Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't think the team's there with Brady this year. I, I think Todd Bowles is not the right guy. He wasn't the right guy with the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> not the right guy with the Bucks. They're going to have a home playoff game. Of course. They're, they're in the worst division in football. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm the, Jets just saying. Ever, the Jets would have already locked up that division if they were in it. I mean, it's just a horrible division. And they almost lost to the Saints last week with Andy Dalton playing quarterback. Saints they probably should have lost. That was the latest comeback in Brady's career, right? So yep. let's not all hop on the Bucks. I hey, I'm not. Brady's, I'm just Brady's, saying, eyes emoji, eyes emoji. Yeah, great. He's, you never, never count him out. But do you think he's gone uh, uh, after this year? I don't see him coming back to that team. I think he retires or changes it up again. He can't retire, right? After getting divorced. Like you now, you're kind of like all right. Like you're all in. Yeah, you got some. Like yeah, you know, playing until you feel anymore. over. Yeah. yeah, go to the 49ers. Yeah, that's what I was. Gonna yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, NFL is kind of on the back burner for me. I don't know. Too much, yeah. too many other things. No, no breaking news besides Baker, and I don't think yeah. that's breaking news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not national news. No, I, I like Baker, but. I, th- I think, I mean, the reality is he was decent when he had a good team around him. He was horrible with a bad team around him. And now he's going to have a decent team around him again. So, I mean, it's not like the Rams are going to make a run this year by any means. But I think it's just, is, is Stafford done? Do they think that his yeah. best around him? I, I think know. he has to be right. He said like a spinal injury or something, right? Yeah. The neck. So it's like I think he. I wouldn't be surprised if he's done because man, he's made his money. He got his ring, but and yeah. spinal injuries. No, no Nothing joke. To mess with. It's kind of funny too. Yeah. Like I heard that they're trying to like get every pick possible. It's like last year they were like, "Fuck them picks. We don't need the picks." And then it's like, "Oh wait, uh, <laughs> all the guys you traded for are hurt, and like your future looks horrible." So, yeah. and everyone's hurt. Cobb, Donald. And- they got a ring though, dude, and that's yeah, yeah. Dude, I would I would trade another ten years of bad Jets football for a ring. Yep. 
Probably more than that. Yeah. 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 But all right, let's let's move on to our picks. Let's close this thing out, Rick. What do you say? Uh I think it's a good idea. Um, all right. Pizza not the picks. We I mean we just we're having trouble finding winners here. Uh Pete was two and one last week. I was two and one. Purdue should have covered that game. Um Dean Dean gave out four picks and was one and four. The yeah, Texans one and three. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. One you got all of our records wrong. We were both one and two. Dean was one and three. <laughs> what did I say? Two and one. Two and one. Oh. I'm optimistic. All right. Uh yeah, Pete and I were both one and two. Dean was one and four. Overall records are four, four, and one. Pete, I'm three and six. Dean two five and two uh nowhere to go but up right i think so i think so i mean shit i hope so um pete you want to start yeah i mean if people are following our picks right now they're losing money with us so i don't think people are following our, but who knows we're following our picks so hey yep i've been hitting our i've been hitting our bets so the only one i didn't take last week was obviously me and dean's browns texans Go ahead. I took obviously my my pick, the Browns, and I I did bet on Michigan, but hey, I had a cold weekend, so I I, bought, I lost every other every other thing I touched. Um, but hey, picks for this week. I'm sticking all NFL. It's only one college football game, Army Navy. Never been good at picking those those games, so I'm gonna stay yeah. totally away from it. Yeah. Uh, I will watch it, but NFL picks. Uh, gonna start with the Seahawks minus three and a half. I just think that line doesn't look right. I mean, Seahawks, Panthers, Panthers stink. Let's just be throw it out there, right? Like they've they've played good against the Broncos and some some random teams this year, but mm-hmm. Seahawks, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf. I don't know if Walker's playing or not. Maybe that's why the line feels low. I think he's out. Yeah, and yeah, it's at home. Uh, I mean, Panthers are cra- traveling cross country. Yeah, I mean, cross country game for the Panthers couldn't be further away unless they were living in Florida. Twelfth uh, man. I, I like the Seahawks covering three and a half. Um, they got something to play for. They're trying to get into the playoff hunt. Um, I, I mean, that division still in reach for them now that that 49ers, you know, quarterback just went down. So, uh, I like the Seahawks there. Um, that's my first pick. Second pick, Dolphins minus three and a half. Dolphins got embarrassed last week, right? Mm-hmm. By a backup quarterback for half the game. Um, first loss for Tua this year where he was a starting quarterback. Um, don't think Tua is, you know, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, any of those guys. But I think he's good enough and that team's good enough that they're going to have a rebound week versus the Chargers. Um, I like a minus three and a half. I don't they know. had to I stay on the West Coast, right? They didn't go back home. I don't know. I don't know that answer, Rick. But uh, I just think they're a better team than the Chargers. I think the Chargers are poorly coached. It's it's in L.A. Um, Chargers have been disappointing all year. Um, I think Herbert's a better quarterback in the game. I think Dolphins are a better. Really? Team. You think that Herbert's better than Tua? Right now? No way. I mean, if I took, if I, was I think one I them, think Herbert's overrated. If I'm taking one of them the next ten years, I'm taking Herbert, not Tua. So, mm. uh, don't love that it's three and a half. This second three and a half pick uh, point game I'm picking. So might buy it down. Might buy it down to three. Um, but yeah, Dolphins minus three and a half. Pick number two. And then uh, being a little bit of a homer here again. Uh, I love the Jets plus 10. I mean, Bills have been pretty shaky the last couple of weeks. I mean, they're winning games, but they're not winning in convincing fashion. Um, yeah, I, it's in Buffalo. 
I think Mike, Mike White is going to continue to be a game manager. Um, Jets defense is good. We already beat the Bills this year. I know it was in New Jersey, but 10 points feels like a lot. feels like a lot. If this is a six-and-a-half-point spread, I, I'd probably stay away from it. But 10 points, give me the Jets plus the 10. Um, I think they cover that. Okay. Drinking the Jets Kool-Aid every week. I like it. Um, all right, Dean. All right. Since we didn't talk about Thursday night football because it's not really a great, great matchup. Um, I'm yeah. gonna I'm taking the I'm taking the Raiders tonight, minus seven against the Rams. The Rams don't know. I mean, they're saying Baker Mayfield might might play some tonight, but even if he does, there's no way that you're just gonna roll in off the street and be able to run in NFL offense. The Raiders are playing well the last few weeks. And the Raiders, I mean, they have a very bad record, but they've lost a lot of close games and just had a lot of bad breaks this year. It feels like they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit. And, and Devontae and, and Carr are hooking up. Jacobs has been playing well. Um, so I, I think the Raiders are going to take care of business minus seven tonight. And then uh, I was sleeping on the Eagles last week against the, the, against the Titans. Said that the Titans were going to cover, I think, three and a half, and the A.J. Brown just Titans revenge revenge game. No, the Titans don't don't stink. Mm. But the the Eagles the Eagles proved me wrong that they blew them the fuck out. A.J. Brown pop off game, absolutely just won the game by himself. And they're playing the Giants this week at the Meadowlands. I'm taking Eagles minus seven. The Giants are kind of. They're they're slowing down a lot lately. They they tied the Commanders last week, and I mean, I just I, I hate. I, I think can't, they I lost. Can't believe. I think they lost like four straight before that too. I mean, they haven't yeah. won. They started seven and two and haven't won since. Yep. Yeah. So I think that they've lost two and then had the tie, and you know the Eagles, the Eagles like like we said before, the Eagles are one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC. So I, I'll take them minus seven, and then. Uh, the 49ers minus three and a half against the Bucks. Uh, yeah, Brock Purdy. It's I, I don't anticipate having a huge game, but the way the Niners are set up is they are literally built for just a guy to come in and manage the game, give the ball to McCaffrey, get all the Debo and Ayuk. Yep, and just let that defense do their thing. And Tampa, Tampa is struggling to do anything with any consistency offensively. I think the Niners are going to are going to cover this three and a half relatively easily, but I think it's going to be a pretty boring game. I could see it being like a 14 to three game. So, but uh, yeah, those are my three picks of the week. I wanted to take, wanted to make a pick in the Navy army game, but uh, no, I, I don't know enough to, that'd be a wild guess. Okay. All right, boys, I'll finish it out. Uh, I'm kind of between a lot. I, has there been been a bigger NFL spread than seventeen? It's a, it's an insanely huge spread for the NFL. Not that I'm I not remember. Sure. I'm not sure. I, I feel uh, like we've seen 14, 15, 16. I don't know if we've seen what? Uh, Cowboys are seventeen point favorites. Or Texans stink. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the seventeen. So Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. The Cowboys are humming at home. Uh, 
So yeah, I like Cowboys by. Do you, do you think by three touchdowns? Do you think Dak wears a a big hat like Brian Robinson after the game? Big hats are in. I don't know if you guys know. Have you seen those hats? No, I haven't. I heard they look ridiculous. For our, for our listeners, Ryan has bought a big hat and is currently wearing it on the podcast. So he looks like a fool. I don't think they're. I don't think they're meant to look. It's a statement look. Not everyone can pull them off, but big hats are in. Um, all right, back to my, yeah, thank you. Um, this is kind of a rat line. Uh, Lions by two over the Vikings. Something's weird there. I don't know what it is, but something's I weird. Mean, ten, Vikings are 10 2. I mean, yeah, some, I mean, everyone's playing for the for the Vikings. I don't know. But I, I, but I like the Lions. I like the Lions. Lions are playing. It's a rat line, but I like it, the Lions. Well, it's a rat line, so they want you to take the Vikings. So yeah. um, you got to out rat the rat line. I yeah. mean, Lions are playing good football. It's at home. Yeah. Division cool. game. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. Two, but man, it just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, all right. So I like the Lions. And then I, I'm going to go to some NHL because I'm hitting those. The Bruins play pretty much a college hockey team tomorrow night, uh, the Coyotes. And there's no spread yet, but I assume they're got to be like minus at least 250. So I'll take a minus one and a half. Hey, your there, Bruins, your Bruins pick one last week, so in convincing fashion. The Bruins are playing really. As P, I don't know when I'm allowed to talk hockey, but uh, Bruins are playing. I mean, they're twenty-one and three. So they're playing. They're playing good hockey, no doubt it's, about it. A lot of season, so. yeah, we're we're hockey guys. P likes we like to lace them up every now and then. So. Um, boys, did we miss anything? Nope. We managed to pull it together this week. There was a little, there was a, I would say a minor controversy yesterday. Uh, I think, I think we worked it out. Podcasts, you know, are three bold personalities and, you know, I think we, we made it, we met it, we made, we're, we're stronger for it, boys, so. I apologize, these guys. I I said they were weird. They were being weird. And po- I said in a public chat. I think the big thing here is that you, you didn't say it to us. You said it in a separate. I I, I, yeah. I was happy to say it to you guys too. But locker room etiquette. Yeah, locker room etiquette. Man. Well, Dean, you, you Dean, gotta, Dean you gotta was keep stuff in house, Rick. I agree. Dean was flying off the handles, and uh, but that was I said this before. He was flying off the handles, but. Um, but anyway, it's still in house, so uh, I think we're better for it, boys. So uh, I think it was a good podcast. Yeah, we yeah. love our listener feedback. We love the listener feedback. Um, I we love to have some guests too, right? I think a few people have expressed interest I, to to jump on the pod, right? If you want to come on the pod, submit questions. We're here. Gonna be a fun weekend of football. Until next week, boys. All right, that is up. Uh, that is it for the Big Rigs. You all are Big Rig Nation. You're the Big Rigs. We love you. Peace.